And what's up, podcast people and soundtrack geniuses around the world? You're listening to The Soundcast, the official podcast of TrackSound.com. And in this podcast, we talk all things film, television, and video game music and Comic-Cons. I'm Christopher Coleman, and joining me today is... Kristen Romanelli of Film Score Monthly Online. And I'm Dane Walker, composer in parentheses. And the best composer in parentheses there ever was or will be. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. Today is Sunday, July 22nd, 2018, and this is episode 112. Soundcast 6 Volume 9 Comic-Con Edition, where we talk about six of the most compelling topics from this year's Comic-Con that impact the world of film music. You can find all episodes... Uh, well done, by the way. You can find all episodes of the Soundcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and Google Podcasts. And you can send your feedback to soundcast at tracksounds.com if you like email. Or you can leave us a voicemail on our SpeakPipe widget, which you can find on our site, thesoundcast.com. Or you can follow us or hit us up on Twitter at AudioSoundCast or on Facebook. Today we're going to be talking about six things that came out of Comic-Con or one that came out during Comic-Con. Um, and those six things are five of the big trailers that came out. We're going to be talking about the trailer itself, the music that was in the trailer, and then our own kind of score predictions for the, the feature film that that trailer is uh, promoting. And those five trailers are going to be Aquaman, uh, Godzilla 2, I don't guess it's Godzilla King of Monsters, but Godzilla 2, Shazam, Glass, and Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. And this, and I say Grindelwald like um, um, what's his face says it in the trailer. Uh, and the last topic is going to be the James Gunn controversy, which broke. Uh, was it yesterday, Saturday? I think, or was it Friday? Friday. I, Friday. So we're going to conclude <laughs> this episode on that happy note. Um, but to start, we're going to dive into our five trailers and if you don't know how the soundcast six works we pick six topics we give each topic 10 minutes of our time uh Kristen is the uh the keeper of the time piece and so she'll start the timer when we start the topic and there'll be a little uh, ringing beeping or something that happens when our 10 minutes is up and um, we may extend it by a little bit or we can finish early and use the time saved on another topic, and it may be that uh, we save a lot of time this time for our last topic, because that one's probably worth a little bit longer than 10 minutes, but we'll see how it shakes out. Um, are you guys ready for our six topics, our six Comic-Con topics of the night? Sure am. Let's hit it. All right. This is going to be more trailer talk than we've ever done in one sitting. But uh, let's start with uh, Aquaman, our topic number one. Yeah. 
bullet in the trunk with fishes of no help, Wonder Woman. I'm Aquaman, fool, I'm Aquaman. I'm Aquaman, fool, I'm Aquaman. I got chrome grill, I got mad skills, I got salt water running through my gills. I'm Aquaman, fool, I'm Aquaman. And um, as I mentioned before, we're going to talk about the trailer itself, the music that's in the trailer, and then our score predictions for each one of these. Dane, what did you think of uh, the Aquaman, Aquaman trailer? Uh... I thought the trailer was compelling. I thought the visuals were gorgeous, um, especially when they went underwater. I thought that was amazing. Um, I thought the music was typical, um, and I didn't think it was cohesive enough. There wasn't anything kind of like gluing it together, no thematic yeah. element really gluing it together, which I would have loved because I thought it had a lot of... Um, they presented a good flow, so it seemed like it was going somewhere. There was a good story going on, but there was nothing to like musically connect you to the story. It was just a bunch of hits and yeah. uh, impacts, um, and it almost didn't feel like they quite knew what they wanted because you know they had the like guitar riff that came in at one point, and then it was like back to string ostinato kind of thing going on and all mm-hmm. that. Um, but it it looks like Man of Steel to me, like a bright, colorful version. Of Man of Steel, huh? Um, In what way? Outside of the bright, colorful, ver- how does it? How does it look like oh, Man it's, of Steel? You know, um, it's the, the origin story seems kind of like it's going a similar direction. Mm. Um, yeah, that's true. It looks like it's going to have the same emotional arc, um, <clears throat> and it feels like it's going to have a like the third the third act of Man of Steel kind of lost me because there's just so much going on visually that it just became overwhelming and there was no it just was huge yeah um the first two acts i was like this movie's awesome but then it got to the third act and it lost me and this feels like it's going to end up there with there's so many visual Mm -hmm. elements going on on screen that you're you're gonna be lost at least to me at this point in time yeah um but yeah it's got great great sense of humor i thought jason momoa looked incredible um and i did like the shark hitting that uh glass tank in the aquarium very um meg like if you've seen the meg trailer (laughs) yeah it was very i was like really you're gonna steal from the meg (laughs) or maybe the meg stole from them who knows um well hold your thoughts on what you think the score is going to be about kristen what do you think about the trailer um I don't know. I felt a little sarcastic about it. I wasn't sure whether to make a call Drogo joke. You know, he's the, he's the call of the great actual sea now. Um, or like a little mermaid joke because Mara has that bright red hair. Um, I, I really like Under liked the G- sea. Under the sea. Oh, exactly. Exactly. That would have been a great song to play. Oh, too bad Disney owns it. So that would never happen. <laughs> Someone's going to do it. You know someone's going to do it. Someone's oh, going to put funny. that on YouTube. Um, I really like James Wan as a director, though. So um, I'm pretty willing to give this a chance. Um, I liked his Fur- Furious 7, which was bonkers. And this could be bonkers in a good could way. Be. It could um, be. He's probably best known for his horror work. Mm-hmm. Um not sure how that could come into play here, but he knows how to he knows how to string out plot in an effective way. Um, hmm. 
okay. which I think is probably best seen in The Conjuring, which yeah. is great. Um, I feel like the score's probably going to be pretty standard, though. We'll wait and see. We'll um, wait and see, yeah. I can't make any judgment on the music based off of the trailer music, because I've had my whole trailer music rant here before. It means nothing. Yeah. So... Agreed. Um, uh, you can almost say that for maybe all of the trailers we're going to talk about today. Um, yeah, I'm going to make except that maybe one. <laughs> except maybe one. Maybe, maybe one. Uh, yeah, there might be. Yeah, there might be one. Um, I feel I wasn't impressed by this trailer at all. Um, it looked pretty bad to me. Uh, the The effects didn't impress me much. There's one or two shots that I have to admit were pretty impressive. The one where it's like the you could see the water and this and the above the surface or above the water line and you see them going down in the water with I don't know they're holding like fire or something and all these things are following. That was a pretty impressive shot. So there's one or two moments like that I'm like, oh, that would look pretty cool on a big screen. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the just big armies of aquatic animals and people charging at each other just kind of uh, just it didn't look very good to me it I feel felt like the underwater effects will make everything especially cartoony probably yeah. um you would think it would help them with the cg giving Ask it gi- giving it some i don't know make giving you some fudge room because it's underwater so it doesn't have to look mm-hmm. absolutely perfect but uh, i don't know um, it, there were some very, very CG-ish characters running around in there that were very distracting. Um, so in the end, it feels like, yeah, this is going to be another uh, DCEU, um, or rather World of DC, which is what they're calling it now, film. Um, so my expectations are super low. Um, nothing that I saw in there made me very interested in, in the characters in the film. It's kind of like, yeah, but I felt sli- I, I was interested in Nicole Kidman's character, frankly. Yeah. Is it because it's Nicole Kidman or because of what she what you saw her do? Uh, because of what I saw, I thought, oh, that's cool. Like I could see her playing that kind of role. I'd like that's kinda how I felt about Man of Steel too, right? Like you had um Kevin Costner and yeah. uh, Diane Lane. Like it was like, oh I, I liked them in those roles, so that was compelling to me. Oh, I see. Um, well see, I disliked both of them greatly in that film I, I mean i didn't like the portrayal of the kents at all um so i mean i've got a lot of dc baggage and i know i'm not alone in that but it's hard not to it's hard not to apply that bias <laughs> to yeah, the trailer i, I totally hear you i try not to but it's just there um but you know i i am giving it a shot we'll see maybe subsequent trailers will be more impressive um wonder woman is definitely a feather in the world of dc's uh mm-hmm. cap which gives me Absolutely. okay they did they did in my opinion one that was that was decent and so maybe this one will be decent too although i like the wonder woman trailers more than this um the trailer music really hans zimmer hans zimmer bombs in it i'm like come on guys it's it's 10 years of that. I think we can stop using that. I found that distracting and a little uh, and a little sad. Um, um yeah, so I'm not this didn't thrill me. I was kind of like, yeah, okay, maybe I'll see it. Uh so our thoughts about Kristen, you said you can't make any predictions of the score based on what we heard in the trailer. I agree. Um but I do think Rupert can do something. Uh, he, he proved that to me in Wonder Woman. If he's given the chance, 
I don't think he's going to be given the chance to write anything like Wonder Woman. I think, well, unless it's wild, crazy electric cello, maybe, who knows? Electric sax, what, I don't know, who knows what we got coming here? Um, but I, I don't think we're going to get the other stuff that he wrote for, um, for Wonder Woman, that, you know, the, the more traditional type of symphonic score. I just don't feel like that's coming. I feel like something else is coming. Um, so we'll, look we'll at, see. Look at Rupert's body of work right now, though. It's kind of in that traditional vein, right? Like, has and he not done because anything of, really... Not because he's not capable, but because I don't think James Wan is going to ask that of him. Oh, okay. I, I'm just assuming that because they asked him, that would be what they're looking for. But I, I, I wouldn't assume that. <laughs> I don't assume I that. I want to assume that, Chris. Okay. I want to assume that. <laughs> you, you can assume it, and then you can work it out. You can work out your disappointments in an upcoming <laughs> <That's right>. episode. <laughs> I would be curious if he has he pulls any sort of inspiration from the aquatic theme of it or the underwaterness of it. But hmm. I'm not I'm not sure. Maybe they'll um, record someone and then play it underwater and record that. How about that? No? Whale sounds. Whale sounds. It's going to be whale sounds. Yeah. <laughs> Why not whale song? That would that would be awesome. If he does something with that. It's going to be the voyage Ant-Man home. Ant-Man and the Wasp did it first. Oh, that's true. That's the, oh, come on. <laughs> oh, Marvel got him already on that. That's horrible. <laughs> Shark song. They'll come up with shark song. Shark song. Shark song. Nice. This is the sound of shark teeth grinding together. That's where the <laughs> rhythm comes from. <laughs> nice. We'll see. We shall see. Um, any other thoughts on Aquaman and its trailer? No? All right. Nope. How much time did we save? About 30 seconds. Oh, well, 30 <laughs> seconds saved is 30 seconds gained. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're going to move on to trailer number two, which is Godzilla 2, or Godzilla King of Monsters. Kristen, tell us what you thought of the trailer and the music in the trailer. I think this is the one to talk about the most in terms of trailer music. Uh, Claire de Lune, that tickled me. Um, in a good not way? In, awesome. Not in, let, let me be clear, not in okay. a this is so dumb way, but, okay. you know, sort of in like a delightful way. Oh, um, okay, awesome. I mean, I, I really like all the... The old Godzilla movies. I'm not. I'm not so sold on the burn the whole world down sort of. You mean like vibe every of... big movie is about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it was cool to see Mothra in Hydra and yeah. The know. Hydra shot was awesome. I oh have my to, god! I have to admit that the Hydra <laughs> With the shot was like shadow? oh yeah. yeah. That was that was really great. mm Hmm. Yeah, uh, I especially liked the Mothra, where it kind of glows and yeah, yeah. it was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm pretty. I don't know. Um, I'm pretty excited about the monster aspects of it. Not so excited about the uh, burning everything down aspect of it. Yeah. Very excited about the Bear McCreary aspects. Yeah, um, we'll talk about that part. 
but okay, hold yeah, that part. Yeah, we will. But I'm specifically excited because of his Cloverfield work. Um, oh, true. With 10 Cloverfield Lane and with Cloverfield Paradox, but mostly 10 Cloverfield Lane. Um, yeah. Agree. Gosh, where he like pulled out yep. the blaster beam. Oh, yep. yeah. So yep. good. So good. He's going he's going to pull out something great for this. I can I can feel it. And it will be so much fun. So tell yes. me more about That's Claire de Lune. That's not a jinx. Tell me more about Claire de Lune and why you find it delightful. Um, I think Dane can cover the deeper aspect of oh, this. Great. Yeah, he's going to go last. You wrote so much about it. <laughs> he did. You wrote so much about it on the on the rundown. Um, but for me, um, I really Ooh. like juxtaposed imagery with you know, music. Absolutely. Did you guys yeah. hear that thunderclap? Yes. Yep. Okay. So any minute now I could be out of here. So fair warning. It's the kaiju. Well, you the you kaiju. have seven and a half minutes. Okay. I'm going to look to see if I see Hydra's silhouette when the lightning goes. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> and the if kaiju. I, yeah. <laughs> if I do, then I won't be returning. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go next because uh, Dane, I think has the most, the most positive to say, and he will balance out what I'm about to say. Um, oh. um, I mean, I I did not like the first uh, Godzilla. Uh, I was bored to tears. Um, I didn't like the way Godzilla looked. There's almost nothing I liked about that movie. Uh, when the monsters were on the screen, I was moderately interested, but they weren't on the screen together very much, and so I was really bored because the character development was terrible, um, and the people they chose outside of... Um, Oh, what's his face? Uh, I can't think of his name right now. Breaking Bad. Um, he was Brian inspired. Cranston, inspired. Who they completely wasted. And exactly. they also wasted Juliette Binoche. Yeah, they wasted the people I was most interested in. Um, so I'm going in with more baggage, of course. Uh, but this looks to be better. I like the cast here. Uh, I think there's some interesting people in there. Hopefully they're interesting characters and not just like, oh, I like those actors. I hope they do something fun. Um uh, I I did like, and I'm just giving you stuff that I liked. I loved the the very end where the Godzilla roar turns just into this extended sound effect. I thought, oh, that was cool. That got my attention. Um, however, Claire de Lune in this, and Dane, I know you're going to give good, interesting background on this, but I don't know. I don't know what you're going to say. I don't know any history here. I thought it was a complete flop. I was like, what is this? One, Claire de Lune is one of my favorite classical pieces. Two, I know they're going for this ironic ju juxtaposition of a beautiful piece against all this horrific monsterness. But it was just from the first note, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just, this is not the right tone. I'm not, it's not like, yep. cool, look at the, look at the weird juxtaposition. I was just like, this just doesn't work. But uh, Go ahead. You know the Bellagio fountain in Las Vegas? Yeah. So when they're doing that shot over all of the buildings kind of exploding, sort of, it was sort of like a fountain, and they use Claire de Lune in Ocean's Eleven over the Boom. Bellagio fountain. Yes, and that's, absolutely. that's what this reminded me of. Yep. Well, that works. That worked. Um, in, in which Ocean's was it? Uh, the first 11. one. Okay, that works. That worked tonally. This did not work for me at all. And 
you know, I know I don't know, but I assume they're trying to go for, hey, we really got him with the the Godzilla teaser using that Ligeti, which was probably one was one of the best teasers I've seen in a, a super 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 long time. I was in, I was so excited to see this movie, and they completely abandoned that tone in terms of the plus score. Um, it just even the the shots in the trailer are different than the ones in the film. It's just it's edited completely differently, and it was just like, oh, what a letdown. So maybe it's the opposite. Maybe this teaser does not, very little for me, and then the movie will be fantastic. It's possible. I hope that's the case. But again, I was I was looking at the shots, and like, oh, all the cool monsters are there. Um, but I just musically was completely unmoved by it, and um, thought that they could have done something else uh, much more effective. I give them credit for trying, uh, and it wasn't just stock trailer music with bombs in it. So I give them credit, but mm-hmm. for trying. But that's all I can give them credit for. Go Dane. Um, well, I love the 2014 Godzilla. I don't know. I, I'm not a Godzilla person, so I haven't ever seen the old Godzilla. So um, except for the Matthew Broderick one. I was about to ask, not even the Matthew Broderick one? Oh, I, I totally saw that. And it was cool. But I oh mean, gosh, it was I not cool. That- Dane, that was not cool. I- Okay, I, I meant it was cool in the sense of like a uh, like that era of of movie. No, right? Dane. Like it, okay, <laughs> not, sorry, not even sorry. not even in that but, okay, Emmerich let me, era. Let me make was you feel cool. better, Chris. I've only seen it once. That's in the theater. Everybody's only it. seen it once. <laughs> no, there's. I have friends that I know that, that they rewatch have, it. They have yes, and they have DVDs and and such. Wow. Okay. Of that film. Okay. Yeah. Um, it has a really good score. What's that? That's a really good score. It was, yeah. Um, but I like the 2014 Godzilla. I, I, it had heart that I really enjoyed about the story. It was really long, um, really long. So that part of it wasn't, but I really liked it. I thought it was really cool. It was an interesting take on the monster movie. Um, and um, so I was excited for this one. And then seeing um, Millie Bobby Brown in it. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Like, I like her. I was like, oh. <gasps> Yes. Yeah. And then, and then, what did you think, Kristen? When it was Boston, where was it? In Boston? the opening, it's in Boston in the opening sequence, isn't it? It is. That's the Prudential Building behind her. What? Yes, exactly. <laughs> that was exciting to me. So now we like um, it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, Boston having an apocalyptic moment—that's awesome. Although the last winter time. I was in Boston was pretty apocalyptic. Oh, um, was that the one where we got like yeah twelve you know, feet snowdrifts? We broke all the records. Than me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, but I love the I score for this. Awesome. Like it, what's that? I question your definition of awesome now. <laughs> well, at the point at which it got never mind. We shouldn't go down this trail. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You only I will have say minutes. it was worth Guys, it when minutes. we broke all the records. But um, but I loved how this trailer score wasn't cliched and it was very emotional Mm -hmm. because of the Claire de Lune. Like it, it went the music itself, like, you know, I'm a musician. The music itself spoke to me with the visual in a different way than all of the other trailers that, you know, we watched did like this one was like, wow. And I was totally blown away Mm -hmm. by the whole thing. Um, But the poem, the, the poem, the poem, the poem (laughs) Poem. for Claire, for for Claire de Lune, 
goes like this, and I really liked it. Um, Your soul is a delicate landscape where roam charming masks and bergamasks, playing the lute and dancing and seeming almost sad under their whimsical disguises while singing in a minor key of victorious love and easy life. They don't seem to believe in their happiness, and their song mingles with the moonlight, with the sad and beautiful moonlight, which makes the birds in the trees dream and sob with ecstasy, the water streams, the great slim water streams among the marbles. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that doesn't you make it any better it. for me. That, ma- that does not, not make that? that trailer any better. Oh, it just, it's like, it's awesome. It's awesome. And I think Bear's going to do great. I, I think Bear's going to gonna Bear, do great too. Does with it. He, o- he always does, right? Absolutely. I don't, and I bet he doesn't quote Claire de Lune. <laughs> I'll put money down on that. Trailer music doesn't say what's going to happen in the score. I know it doesn't. Now, going, I'm sorry we're going over time, but do you think they did the Claire de Lune because they used the, the Ligeti before? I do. That's what I said. I okay. think they were trying to, like, hey, we did Ligeti last time. Let's switch it up and not do the intense, crazy Ligeti. Let's do something beautiful and melodic as and be ironic. And I'm like, really? It's not. Sorry, guys. Not, it, not cutting it. It's possibly not really irony, but finding beauty in the monstrous. Yes, maybe. exactly. Maybe. Or maybe they're just trying to be ironic in marketing. I don't give them that much credit <laughs> for for being artful in their in their trailers. I just don't. And they, maybe they are, but and if it's in the movie, what, well hey, we'll see. What classical piece would you have had them use? Just out of curiosity. I don't know. If if they're to do the ironic thing, I don't know. Not something, something not so famous, not so. It's been used on so many things. Just like Kristen uh, mentioned, it made her Ocean think of blood, something right. up. You know what I mean? It doesn't make yeah. me like Leggetti. You either think of two thousand and one, and that's pretty much it. Um, but but to see it applied the way they applied it to the first Godzilla, I was I was game because you don't hear that applied to five hundred other. In commercials and cartoons, you know what I mean. It's just not used that often. But Claire de Lune is, that is everywhere. Totally the proof. The what? You were right. <laughs> you just—I told you. <laughs> Kristen's what? ignoring you, and she's watching the trailer again. Oh my gosh! How can you do that? <laughs> because he mentioned Boston, and he's right. The proof is totally in the background. That's totally rude. <laughs> I go shopping there, man. Just what's rude is that you didn't like Claire de Lune in this trailer, Chris. They have no. a that's gigantic not... Sephora. You don't understand. They're going to destroy that. <laughs> that's not. It's not rude. Not liking it. It's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear what our listeners think. Did you specifically on this point? Did you like the use of Claire de Lune in the Godzilla trailer? Yay or nay? Tweet at audio soundcast, email, or whatever. But I oh want to know... Oh, my God, the sicko sign's in there, too. Uh, I know. It's we're, just the we, Fenway We're Park. moving on, because I don't know Boston, <laughs> no, and this means no nothing No, there's no moving on to, from this. This doesn't make any... I cannot relate to We get 10 more it. minutes just on this. <laughs> <laughs> if it was Star Wars, and there was the Prudential building in Star Wars, we could go on with it, but... Oh, my God, are they blowing up Fenway? <laughs> moving on to... St- 
the trailer number three, where there is no Boston, um, Shazam. <laughs> Shazam. And okay, sh- I love Shazam too, so I'm going so you, to. So you I'll, go I'm on that. Move on. Yes, you can. You start, Kristen. That'll keep you focused. <laughs> Will it though? <laughs> In theory, it should keep you focused. Man, I I have the least amount to say on the rundown too, but yo, I love Shazam. This what, Shazam. Yes. Okay. Yes. What a great comic series. And if you watched any of the uh, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, any of that, the Shazam in there is great. Yep, Um, I agree. agree. (laughs) With with little Billy and, you know, how how it's basically like this little kid who can be stronger than Superman. It's Mm -hmm. awesome. And it is... Perfect. It, it's it's exactly what DC needs to kind of like shake it out of its too if, edgy for you-ness. If they can pull it off. I hope they <laughs> can pull it off. If they can pull it off. But Zachary Levi is like perfect for this, really. Um, yeah. Uh, That's a good, man, it's good and casting. Yeah, it's it's really good casting. I, I got a really good feeling from this trailer. And I am very optimistic and not in like a I'm optimistic and maybe they'll turn it around and I really want to like it. Mm-hmm. It's, this is kind of like I have faith that they can pull this off and this will be good. Um, and the wallfish news. Yeah. Kind of a odd choice it is an i odd choice. think since he comes from the classical world um but i think this might be a really great opportunity be. for him just to sort of break away from the pack could um, be could be yeah. I- i'm I glad they chose this, him this this could be a good break for him i mean the the film looks like something that theodore shapiro would score <laughs> i mean that's that's <gasps> oh that's my god what I that see. would be amazing i mean he's you know <laughs> ghostbusters was fantastic um, he can do that comedy, you know, thing too. But mm-hmm. um, I'm surprised. I was I'm surprised to see Ben Benjamin Wallfish on there, but not disappointed. Or Leonard's Leonard's would be good. At oh yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. He'd yeah. be great. But he's a Marvel dude. He he stay stay with Marvel. Stay with Marvel. Sure. Um, what did you think, Dane? Um, I have no idea who Shazam is. Had not previously seen it. This trailer made me laugh out loud. I thought this is. This is a great movie. I can't wait to see it. Um, and I hope it's uh, it doesn't cross any, um, I don't know, boundaries so I can take my boys to see it. Mm. Um, it looks pretty I think clean. I love it. Yeah, it, it does. It looks pretty clean. Um, if, it, if it gets maybe a hair too violent or something. But it it looks like the kind of movie my my boys will just totally get excited about. Um, yeah. But it, it the other thing that got me, it looks like big. As a superhero, yeah, yeah, it exactly. sure does. I mean that. Well, yes, please. Yeah. If they can I'll pull it that. off, if they yeah. can pull it off, yeah. Um, they need they need like an FAO Schwartz piano. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not too many homages. I hope that would be yeah, totally. I I was I I was blown away. I'd never heard of Shazam before. 
Um, and then I started reading the history of Shazam and like the Captain Marvel thing and then the lawsuit mm-hmm. about it and all this stuff. And I was like, wow, what is this world that I've never heard of before? Yeah. Um, but this this uh, this trailer blew me away. I thought this is cool. Although I will say the trailer music was as to be expected. Uh, uh, this trailer uh, music. Uh, I mean. Generic rock yeah, I mean, kind at one of point, stuff. Yeah. But at one point it was even like. Um, it, it even had the same like string ostinato as as the Aquaman thing. Even the same little melody of Ooh. it was like this is this is why I like the, the Godzilla trailer so much because exactly Claire de Lune yes. isn't standard trailer music. Mm. Oh god, Preach okay. It. Well, they could have put <laughs> they could have put the Nutcracker Suite in there. That's not typical either, but doesn't make it good. Ooh, the sugar plum fairy over. <laughs> I would have, I would have laughed. I'm kind of going point. there now. <laughs> I can see it. I can hear it. Uh, yeah, it is generic. It is very generic trailer music. Um, Mark Strong is a bad guy again. I was like, really? Come on, really? Can can we not? Can we? Can he not be a bad guy for once? Uh, it's just. I feel bad for him. I really do feel bad for Mark Strong. Um, yeah. It's another horror guy directing, too, which is weird. But it is. It is. We'll I'm, uh, I'm not sure why they're doing that, but hey, who knows? It might be great. Uh, I chuckled a few times. Um, it could be super entertaining in the end. It's just with trailers. You don't know. Have we just gotten the goods? Have we just gotten all the good stuff? Um, yeah, or yeah. or is there more of this to come? I just don't know with uh, DC. I don't know what if we if they've given us everything or not. Um, well, the thing with DC is DC was kind of the big powerhouse when it came to the comic books, and Marvel built their cinematic universe around their B characters and somehow knocked it out of the park. And DC hasn't been able to make it work with their A-list. True. So DC does have that deep well to pull from. Sure. They just need to have competent filmmakers to make it Absolutely. It's certainly not the source material. It's the writers, producers, and directors on some level. Uh, They just haven't been able to do it with, with some of the best content, superhero content ever. And they haven't been able to pull it off um, consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked about Benjamin Wallfish. Um, I think we're all on board there, right? We're all excited yeah. to hear what he comes I mean, up with. He's he's worked with this director before, so okay. Um, now, did this director do what was the film that came out a couple years ago? He did Annabelle Creation. Oh no, that's not what I was thinking of. Okay, interesting. Um, um, all right, but that's the one they worked on together, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he also did Lights Out. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and did Benjamin Wolfish do that score for Lights I Out? So. I don't think so. No. Hmm. All right. Well, it could be interesting, and I hope it's fun, and I hope there's some good thematic material in there. I mean, I go back to the '70s television show. Oh no! With, yes, he did. He did do the score for Lights Out. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I have to go back and try to listen to that if it's available. Um, so I was saying I go back to the 70s TV show. It used to come on every Saturday, Shazam. Uh, super, super, super corny. But as a little kid, it now was Now I'm going to go watch great. that. If it's available, yeah. find it on YouTube because it is awesome. Because it's part animated and part um, live action. And it, oh, cool. it's okay. hilarious. It is hilarious. DC right. is in desperate need of some corn, so. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it is true. 
very <laughs> popcorn included. <laughs> mm. All right, we're going to move on to number four. Maybe we made up for our overindulgence on Boston from number two. <laughs> two, uh, two minutes and 30 seconds Okay, left. yeah, we just about balanced out. Um, our fourth trailer is That of Glass, uh, the M. Night Shyamalan uh, sequel to Unbreakable and Split. Hey, is this where the party's at? I'll start on this one um, because they released a few, I think, three little teasers for the teaser, which I really did not like at all because the first one only had the dude from Split in it. And I was like, "What? It, I thought this was going to be about Mr. Glass, but all we see is Mr. Split. Uh, but then they released <laughs> the other two. I'm like, oh, okay, so they're just doing these little things on each of the main characters. Wasn't impressed by that. But I did like this trailer. I am interested to see what M. Night does. Um, I think he's had somewhat of a resurgence of late, and I think he's going to continue it with this particular uh, this particular effort. At least I have hopes that this is going to be something uh, interesting. Since the since the since split, I've been super excited to see what they do with this, and I just hope he delivers on what he has set up. Um, the music in the trailer, I've to be honest, I've already completely forgotten. Um, I can't remember anything. I don't remember it. It didn't use old stuff, from what I recall. Uh, so I left no impression on me. Um, Dane, what did you think about the glass trailer? Uh, it made me want to go see Split. Um, Do you so, know anything about Split? Well, I know about the end. Okay. Of Split. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I <clears throat> I listened to all the interviews and, and okay. everybody going crazy. That about was the it best. Spoilers for yeah. Split if you if are if you're listening and you have not seen Split yet for some reason just spoilers for that end right now. So so I don't particularly care for uh movies with um the weird like anatomical changes to human bodies, you know, uh-huh. where he like climbs across the wall and whatever. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. stuff always freaks me out because yeah. I'm a wimp about it. So um <laughs> I didn't see it, but now having seen the trailer for there's Mr. not a Glass, lot of that. There's like a two well, that was instances. all they put in the trailers. Yeah, of, of first yeah. split. It was like this movie yeah, is going to freak like, you out, and I was like, okay, they're then, just I'm trying not to going. grab you. What yeah. will freak you out is James McAvoy just acting, <laughs> acting <laughs> right? Yeah, acting like um, crazy. So, but having seen this trailer, I was so psyched for this film. I was like, I definitely need to see Split for sure, mm-hmm. yeah. just yeah. so I can be fully caught up um, on what what's about to, to happen. To be honest, Split was I enjoyed Split, but it was that ending. The that ending made makes it. the whole thing. Yeah, without that ending, I would have just been like, yeah, that was fine. You that hear the first few notes of James Newton yeah. Howard, and you're like, "Wait a minute! Did yeah. they just like rip well, off James Newton yeah, Howard?" Yeah. And, and and then you're like, "No, it's unbreakable!" <laughs> and then they show him, and it's like, "Ah, it's yeah. amazing!" I was well, like, the funny the thing is, I think it was, I think it was you guys were talking about it, yeah, after it came out, and you actually played the music, and I myself, having not seen the movie, psyched out with everybody, <laughs> like, oh. That's so cool. I have to see it, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, so, yeah, I, I, I'm totally psyched. Totally psyched to see it. I'm totally going to see Split. Now, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm crushed. Absolutely crushed. 
that we're not going to have yeah. James Dean Howard. Yeah. Yeah. In this. Uh, I can only hope that they invoke a little bit of Unbreak. I mean, it's his theme, and he's in the movie. You can't, you can't just abandon that. I mean, you can, but please don't. That score has got to be one of the most iconic from the last, mm-hmm. I was going to say 10, but 20 years now. Mm. Uh. I don't, I mean, I don't think so people unique. outside of film people. I'm only making sounds because it was 20 years ago. <laughs> What's that? I'm only making sounds because it was 20 years ago. <laughs> I mean, it's just so, like, that theme just sticks with you and the mm-hmm. rhythm that he had going in it and the harmonic literature. It's one of that he, the harmonic. It is. Yeah, it's just, it was great and it was highly... It is kind of dated, though. I mean, it's still it cool, now, but, but it's pretty dated. But, but I think note, people have imitated it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I think it set a standard at the time. It, I think that's it's iconic. Yeah. What were your thoughts, um, Kristen? Side note: Unbreakable does show up in Film Score Monthly Online's James Newton Howard Buyer's Guide Part Two in this month. Uh, <laughs> pitch. Nice. We'll, we will deduct that from the time. No. <laughs> so uh-huh. I've been waiting for Glass forever, like 17 years. Unbreakable came out like 17 years ago. Yeah. And gosh, I mean, as as I sort of very enthusiastically explained, uh, those those first notes just just chilled me and made me so excited. And I'm really hoping that that theme carries over at least that yeah at least license it or something yep um and it's it's really unfortunate that m knight and jameson and howard aren't working together anymore because i mean while m knight's work has been inconsistent it Produce consistently great material from James Newman. Newman no Howard. doubt, it's one of those yeah, great partnerships. Yep, for sure, yeah. um, for sure. I don't yeah. know if after After Earth was the final straw, but that's that was a sad divorce. Yeah, whatever's behind it, it's a sad one. Yeah, well, hopefully, M Night got the sheet music. So, <laughs> <laughs> and he's faxed it at, over at, to at West least, Dylan At least visitation with the sheet music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, but yeah, super looking forward to this. No pun intended. Um, but super looking forward to it. Kind got of, it. kind of interested in them filling in what has happened over the past seventeen years and. Yeah, the fact oh, what, that glass hasn't been glass broken into a million pieces. You yeah. know, how did he survive these seventeen years? Was it bubble wrap? Was it something else? <laughs> What's going on? Maybe he was in a hyperbolic chamber, and he's just come okay. out. Who knows? Maybe he's taking drinking more milk. Who knows? Um, we'll, we shall find out. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our last trailer. Of the evening, which is Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindelwald. My my wobble use, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very impressive. Yes, I, I practiced. 
Um, Dane, what did you think of the Fantastic Beast trailer? Okay, so I don't like this franchise. <laughs> the whole Harry Potter franchise, or just the oh, new? Oh no, this I love Harry one. Potter, but okay. this is like something different. I feel like this was let's write a story that will appeal to the age group that grew up with yes. Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, and the first film, I took my kids to see it, and it was way darker than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was uh, child abuse elements in it that were just for me, like just for like, okay, I don't really. I don't, A, I didn't, you know, I didn't really feel comfortable having my kids watch it. Yeah. Um, but it was okay for them. They they didn't pick up on all that. I was, the, of course, being the sensitive parent, I, of course, picked up on it. Sure. But, um, I just, I felt for the kid in that, that was through the whole movie. And then at the end, I was like, I, I was so angry. I was like, he was rescuable, you morons. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like all this stuff that they were doing to him. I just, I felt his pain. I don't know. I, so it made me very uncomfortable. I didn't like it. Um, I thought James Newton Howard though, did a wonderful job of taking the John Williams, Harry Potter sound and incorporating that in and claiming it as his own. I thought he did great. This trailer makes me a little bit more hopeful about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. But I don't know. Johnny Depp and it's just, it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I, I think I thought he was it. terribly distracting. I mean, every time he popped, I was just like, it's just Johnny Depp. It's Johnny Depp. And it's unfortunate yeah. that, he, that he's just the caricature of himself. Um, you can make him blonde all you want. It's still just Johnny Depp. And, uh, and honestly, Colin Farrell was great. Yeah, he was. One. He was. That was a was really great. disappointing part of that film. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. No. Um, it, that was terrible. I did like the trailer music for this, though. Did you really? I thought it was fitting, at least how it started. And it, it's just kind of fit in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, the, it's the end that gets in my craw uh, that the harry potter theme on cheap sounding synths it's like don't do that to william's stuff not the most recognizable part of the whole thing where it's just like oh why did you 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 don't like you don't like nintendo sounds of john williams (laughs) not unless i'm playing a nintendo game (laughs) outside of that context no i don't i don't appreciate it um and the fact that most people were like, oh, Harry Potter theme, yay! But, like, really have just disrespected it. Um, I it, I do think it I looks more you. Harry Potter-like than the first Fantastic Bees. I guess since they go to... Um, gosh, my brain right now is just not working well. Um, the whole scene at the school itself is just like, oh, yeah, Harry Potter. Uh, but... You mean Universal Studios? Yeah, that place. Uh, <laughs> Um, that you know that was, that was kind of fun to be back there for a second. Uh, I definitely like Gigolo Joe um, as Gandalf. I think he's doing a great nice. job there. Um, I, it looks like he'll be. I just like I just like what he's done, even in this trailer. Um, did either of you notice that there's a laugh in the trailer? That is total library laugh, and it's the library laugh that's used in the Phantom Menace when the kids laugh at Anakin starting up the um, the um, pod racer. I didn't notice that, but that's pretty funny. 
it was so because wow. I hated it in the Phantom Menace. I was like, oh, because I use it twice in the Phantom Menace without within like five minutes of each other, and you're like that's you just drop that sound in there, and it's in this. And I was like, what? Come on, people! It might as maybe well have been a Wilhelm scream. I, mean, I was going to say maybe it's their. I would have taken a Wilhelm scream. <laughs> well, they better find something else because I I thought that was really distracting. Um, <laughs> Kristen, what did you think of this trailer? I haven't seen the first one, and I wasn't really sure whether I should. Um, seeing as you guys didn't really give such glowing recommendations of it. <laughs> yeah, it's um, not my kids loved it. So, oh, did they? Yeah, the, my older two. My my youngest at the time, he was like, he sat in my lap the whole movie, and when it was over, he said, "Dad, I hated that movie." I said, me too. <laughs> but the other two were totally like, "Oh!" And they could tell me all the connections between the characters and everything. So, Kristen, if you love Harry Potter, I do. You probably will and like this movie. I, I I love the Harry Potter books, and I liked most of the movies. Um, like I liked the Harry Potter books to the point where I went to like the big book release party oh, in Harvard nice. Square where they had Harry and the Potters and it was like this late night whole festival of like literary love. I just totally ah, love it. <laughs> anyway, um, so I I don't know. Um, I was excited to see Nicholas Flamel in this one, the guy mm. from the chocolate frog cards. Um, that was, that's kind of a cool tie back to, to the original material. So oh, okay. I don't know. Um, I do enjoy James Newton Howard as everybody knows, as I, the last segment can attest to. Um, <laughs> so I would at the very least listen to it. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the of James Newton Howard's score for the first Fantastic Beast. I mean, it's it's serviceable, but I just it just didn't engage me like most of the Harry Potter scores did. I, there's that there it's just lost that kind of sense of whimsy that most mm. not all of the Harry Potter scores had, but most of them had. Um, and I just didn't connect to it for some reason. That's rare for a James Newton Howard score for me. I generally, I generally enjoy his scores, but that was one that just kind of washed over me and then went on its way. And I never really had much of a relationship with it after that. That but, that idea of the loss of whimsy, I think, puts the that first movie in a nutshell. It had no whimsy. No, it didn't. I mean, and this. This trailer shows that they kind of have tried to go back to that a little bit. Yeah, I think, I think that's so. That's what gives me a little more hope for it. Because mm -hmm. that first one had none of that. that. That's a great way to put it. Mm. No whimsy. Yeah, I mean, it had elements that could have been whimsical, all those crazy sure. animals and stuff, but it just didn't, they didn't present it that way. It right. was very serious and intense, it felt yeah. like to me. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll see what uh, what James Newton Howard delivers for the crimes of Grindelwald um, <laughs> in in the not too distant future.
Okay, so we can go 15 minutes on our our last topic of the night, uh, which is the firing of one director, James Gunn, from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, specifically Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And I'll read from the Hollywood Reporter's uh, article on this, which was posted on July 20th. Uh, James Gunn is exiting the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. The move comes after conservative personalities resurfaced old tweets in which the filmmaker joked about controversial topics such as pedophilia and rape. Gunn, who has an outspoken who has been an outspoken critic of President Donald Trump, has since deleted his Twitter account. The, offense, the offensive attitudes and statements discovered on James's Twitter feed are indefensible and inconsistent with our studio's values, and we have severed our business relationship with him, said a Walt Disney Studio chairman, Alan Horn, in a statement. Before deleting his account, Gunn tweeted, Many people who have followed my career know what I no, when I started, I viewed myself as a provocateur, making movies and telling jokes that were outrageous and taboo. As I have discussed publicly many times, as I've developed as a person, so has my work and my humor. Gunn has been writing the script for Guardians 3, and the movie was expected to begin shooting in Atlanta in the fall for an expected 2020 release date. The Guardians movies have been a massive success for Disney and Marvel. The first movie made $773 million worldwide, while the second made $863 million. The film stood out from other Marvel's films, blah, 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 blah. Um, so... As a note, James Gunn's Twitter account is still active. Oh, it's not deleted, huh? No. Interesting. Um, so this was a massive, massive shock, I think, to just about everyone. Um, I thought it was fake when I read it. I was like, this is stupid. Uh, can't be. It's a known issue. Um, but, Kristen, I'm going to let you start because I, I think you have the most to say. Um, and so I'm going to let you start in reacting to this. We're going to talk about just reacting to James Gunn being fired and the situation surrounding it, and then we'll talk about the less important part, but yet nevertheless not unimportant, what this will mean for the music of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I feel like the firing is the shocking part, not so much that the tweets were there um, or that yeah. he made said tweets. Yeah, oh, for sure. This was This was something he apologized about before not the specific thing not these specific tweets but in 2012 he apologized for a blog post he he wrote something like 50 superheroes i would have sex with or something okay um and uh hollywood reporter reported on this in 2012 right after he got hired for guardians of the galaxy which was released in 2014 mm -hmm. it's not like this hasn't been in the major publications for the industry. Yeah. So this is something that Disney almost certainly knew about unless they, I don't know. Yeah. It would be hard to believe they didn't, someone there didn't <laughs> there's, know. There's no way they wouldn't have known. Um, it was in the Hollywood Reporter. It's pretty well known that he got <laughs> his start in trauma. Yeah. I mean, trauma pictures aren't exactly known for their clean humor. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of his first big movies, big movies, air quotes around it, was Tromeo and Juliet. I don't know if either of you have seen that. I've heard the title, but I don't know anything about it. But it should be pretty clear that this is what his sense of humor is. Mm -hmm. um, Disney knew what they were getting into when they picked James Gunn. And they panicked when someone dug this up to clutch pearls to get some sort of weird personal revenge because they love Roseanne so much. Mm -hmm. Like, 
Uh, and those are my thoughts. Um, rehiring him at this point, I don't think would be good for Disney. That would make them look weak on their own studio. Um, really? And and I don't think the fans would like get behind them. And I don't think James Gunn would get behind them. You know, it's that's sort of kind of like a weird... After you've been fired and you're asked back, what sort of relationship is that? Yeah, that's a good point. It's um, a good point. I think they could proceed with Nicole Perlman, um, with Taika Waititi, with Peyton Reed. They can have another go with Edgar Wright, who yeah. they parted with on Creative Differences, but yeah. certainly didn't fire. Um, and he has great musical sensibilities as well. It's true. Um, that would be interesting. So- I tweeted that out. My, my first reaction, or second reaction, was, "Hmm, maybe Edgar Wright would be interested in this, but I can't see him regardless, coming back." Regardless, so long as they have a competent music supervisor on this, it's going to be fine. Um, you think so? Yeah. yeah. You think the movie's going to be fine? Yeah. Hmm. Wow. I. The- I have. Tr- I have. Serious concerns myself. Um. <laughs> I mean, the the script is basically done unless yeah. they scrap unless they scrap the whole script. Yeah, um, exactly right. Hopefully they don't. Well, if they do that, that's that's really opening. Yeah. Well, that could Chris, that then. could be like a huge contract. Like, would it surprise you if they did? That? It wouldn't surprise me if they if they. It would cost them time and money to scrap the whole script. Well, they, Disney, Lucasfilm, they've done it before. Not to great success, but they've done it. Oh, right, solo. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe they've learned, like, no, we're not scrapping the script. I I don't know. Hmm. But it wouldn't surprise me. Maybe they bring in someone to tweak it a bunch to where it, you know, it it keeps them within contract. She's working on Captain Marvel right now, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean... For me, I, I'm I'm really really saddened by this. Um, I, it to me it it puts that film in some jeopardy. Uh, I just you know uh, James Gunn was was I think they were just about to renegotiate his con renegotiate his contract or something for after that. I mean maybe he was primed to to run well, thing. You know, I mean he had input. <laughs> he had input into yeah. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> Uh, he had input into Avengers Infinity War when it came to Guardians of the Galaxy and it totally showed because mm-hmm. people even remarked like man they nailed the Guardians in this well that's because he basically yeah, yeah. gave them the direction for how to Stupid include them goddamn Peter Quill <laughs> um, goddamn can you imagine the actors you can't they just have to be devastated I mean uh, well Chris- the tweet from uh, from um- Batista yeah, that was pretty telling. Uh, what did he say? What uh, he said, I am not happy about this. Okay. Uh, and then somebody and then, fired back with like accusations against Bautista himself, and then he threatened to oh, sue gosh. them, and it was like a mess. It's a awesome. sad. Uh, Chris Pratt then, declined uh, to comment at Comic-Con. Um, who did? Um, Rooker. Chris Pratt. Oh, Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. Uh, that was Michael Rooker. It's Michael Rooker, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, he he uh, quit Twitter over it. He's only wow. on Instagram now. Yep. Interesting. Um, Gunn's brother, he had a statement about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hope the actors do something. I mean, you know, they I can't imagine they will, but it would it would be interesting to see. I mean, because I think this was just 
really bad form by Disney. Um, I, I think it was a pretty calculated business decision because I'm sure they were just anticipating boycotts from certain groups. If they went ahead with this, thinking that those boycotts would be from bigger what groups, than. Though? I mean, what will make a dent in Disney? I don't know. I don't know. I actually don't think I I I was looking at their stock price um related to this to see what was going on cuz I think stock price speaks more to that group than Sure. um could be than a lot of things. Um Yeah, it's been down and now it's going back up and there wasn't a dip on the 20th. So I thought that was interesting. Hmm, interesting indeed. <laughs> I, 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 um, it had to be a business decision, though. I mean, it had to be. Uh, why? I mean, because the, to me, they come out looking worse because they had to have known about these things beforehand, or at least he was capable have. of. And so it's like, well, what? they don't they go in and like scour? I mean, like you know, who no, who knows? I mean, who knows? I mean, this is. They have their, their track record has not been great in 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 picking directors across the. I mean, in terms of I mean, they just had this, that John Lasseter problem. Yeah, very true. You've got the, that's a big John Lasseter problem too. You've, yeah, you've got the you know how many times have they replaced people now in, the, in at least in the Star Wars side? Um, uh, what's his face who did? Uh, oh gosh, why am I having such a hard time with names today? The Josh Trank, you had him that was supposed to do Boba Mm -hmm. Fett. I mean, they just haven't done a real consistent job in in choosing their their directors, and they need to be better. From my side on Gunn, it's like, if Gunn, if you were, I don't know why he would leave those tweets up. Maybe he forgot he made them, but probably you, you can bet a lot of people are, was that with the bonus five minutes? Okay, good. You can bet a lot of directors and other people in Hollywood are going back and they're going through their timelines right now. Because, like, if you ha- if you got called oh, on hell, that, I consider going through my timeline. <laughs> I do it every six months. I have never looked back. That that is a good digital hygiene practice. But why no. didn't he? I get out some floss. Good. Why didn't I, uh, he go back floss and through my? Because the the tweets were horrible. Oh, I yeah. mean, the oh, tweets yeah. are mean, horrible. And if he had evolved as a person... They're, might... they're horrible, but they are completely in keeping as what I have come to know as his sense of humor through his filmmaking and his blog writing. True, but oh. not... I mean, people... I had heard of James Gunn. I think Slither was the first movie I heard of his. Um, and, you know, just like heard his name, like whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Guardian or Super was... I think Super is when I started to really lock into him, and then of course Guardians. But if you're, I don't know, you you should be more conscious of those kinds of things as you get bigger, mm-hmm. because this exact thing could happen. Um, and I don't know if he just forgot about them or what, but that's on him. But still, uh, it 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 shouldn't have been just flat out. You're out of here. It should have been. Here's an opportunity to apologize or explain yourself or something. Um, but just that fast, boom, you're out. It's, it, it just reeks of something more going on, and it's probably yep. money-related. I would what be interested th- in seeing if a lawsuit comes out of it. 
personally. Mm. Interesting um, indeed. <clears throat> just sad. I mean, just that's just who wants that? Nobody wants that. Um, Dane, did you, what were your thoughts? I I think this whole Twitter thing is getting Orwellian. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I mean, what he tweeted way back in the past was horrific. Um, it was nasty. It was horrible. And, you know, but firing somebody who clearly isn't doing that anymore over something that long ago, simply because it was exposed by a certain political yeah. agenda is ridiculous. Like, say, hey, we're an entertainment company. Uh, we're not interested in this. Now, we we are going to have our director come out here and save face a little bit and yeah. apologize. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> we may even ban him from Twitter for a while. Mm-hmm. We might put that in his contract or something of that, you know, something yeah. like that. But firing this guy after he's made them a boatload of money. Yeah. It's not like um, he's Brian Singer. <laughs> <laughs> wow. True This enough. is a very as, solid point. As far as we know. As far as yeah, we know. I mean, if we're going to go around, this thing is getting so out of control. I mean, it's, you know, Roseanne Barr said racist things. Yeah. You know? And it's not like it was the first time she's ever done it. No, they knew She's, what they were doing when they right. picked her to do their show. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to be hired and fired on the basis of things you tweet, um, we there needs to be some ground rules. Sure. I mean, if Although he had it tweeted is kind something of refreshing today, that they can get fired for something that somebody in an everyday office environment could get fired for. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> fully agree with that. Kind, kind of refreshing. Now, yeah, absolutely. Now, if he, had but so, the, but, if he had tweeted something like last week, like that. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. You have. Yes. You, but no. So the you know that, the Roseanne thing is not apples and apples at all. No, totally not. The, and that's that's kind of where I'm falling on this. I almost wonder if there's not something more behind this. Yeah. Like that we don't know. Yeah. That they're not, and they're using this as a way to deal with that other thing. It's that upcoming contract negotiation. Yeah, who knows? Up. It could very well be. Why? But why? It's stupid. I mean, we—they don't have enough money. I mean, we, Maybe they're spending too much on Comcast or whatever. Maybe whoever they they're lost buying. too much on Star Wars. <laughs> hey, don't the be bringing trickle, Star Wars the, into this. You brought we it up. Had to. You brought it up this time. <laughs> who did? Kristen. Yes, she did. She did last uh, last episode that we talked to. But <laughs> it's the trickle. Um, it's the trickle of trickle down effect. Star Wars trickling. It's down. just. It's just. <laughs> it's just. Um, it, I'm. I think we've reached a point of critical mass with this whole Twitter thing, the social media thing. Like, it, I mean, let's be clear. It's not Twitter's fault. Right. No, I'm just using. Uh, they're getting great brand coverage right now. Um, <laughs> no, it's not. But at the same time, it's the social media reactionary people. But yeah, I I, I say yes to that. But but in this case, it it's not that. Oh, there's our five minutes. It's not that. It's it's Disney reacting to this one person digging up these old tweets. I mean, I didn't see, was there a firestorm of replies when this guy, what's his name? 
Jack, whatever his name is. Not the Jack from Twitter, some other Jack. Um, no, but you know how these things work. Like that guy exposed that. And then all of the conservative people that are on his thread, like, yeah, see, they, they, they fired Roseanne. And, da, 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 da. and then these that are people causes... who hate Disney anyway. anyway so sure. I don't understand why. These, I, these are people who have hated Disney ever since they like instituted, you know, LGBT Q days. At oh, yeah. Disney. Way back even in the 90s. That. When yeah. We had, even you know, yeah, the, even uh, earlier Day or whatever. <laughs> even earlier, even earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I don't know. I don't know if it was a bad look either way, at least in there in Disney's estimation. If we don't do something, bad luck problems do do something. Bad luck problems. Uh, I don't know what the rationale is, but I agree that there's there's got to be more to it than we know about it. It's just too it's too radical of a of a move. Maybe based on they that. saw the whole Brian Singer thing with Fox, and they were like, that's the X-Men, that's a Marvel thing. We can't have that come over into our Marvel. I don't know. Maybe, but but I don't know. I do have to say, if you're, if, you're, if you're an organization that is making, quote, family-friendly entertainment, and you've got a guy... And yeah. we all know that they don't always make family friendly entertainment. Right. But 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 if and you've got a guy who's said these in the past and you have let's say the majority of your uh your clients, for lack of a better word, your customers, have never heard that James Gunn said that stuff. Right. And now all of a sudden they're aware mm-hmm. that James Gunn said yeah. that stuff. Now that's you know, that's why they're, you know, taking action on it now um but they still look bad is, disney still yeah, looks totally, bad because because it's because been there kristen's, for years to kristen's point when she when she said what she said they knew about this right and they could have the best thing they should have done was if we're going to work with james clean we think it up he's developed and we think he's good let's deal with this in 2012 and right. james you're going to delete that stuff off of your twitter feed and it's mm-hmm. not going to exist anymore exactly and we're make sure even the google cache can't find it which incidentally you can't find his blog anymore in the google cache Hmm. The blog from 2012 that was such a big issue, you can't find it. Yeah. So they could have taken care of a hundred percent of this. Yeah. I mean, you can scrub all that. You ago. can't. You can't scrub the fact that he did Tromeo and Juliet, but you can at least scrub that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but sure. I mean, even if he's done all these other films, again, their mass amount of clients are never going to care yeah, that James also Gunn did all of that. Expression, et cetera. Right, but I right. mean, you could pull up his those movies if you wanted to. Like, hey, this guy did Don't all this. Stuff. Show them to your kids. <laughs> Don't pull those up and show them to your kids. You guys like Guardians of the Galaxy? Have I got a movie for you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well, let's let's talk about the music potential impact on the music really quickly. Um, I think it's gonna be fine. I think yeah, I think it'll be fine. I think he's probably since the script is done, he picks the songs. Uh, every interview I've ever heard, yeah, he does. For, he picks early, the songs while he's doing early. it. Those are done; they're picked, so he can't, you know, do anything with that. I think that's probably set in stone already. They probably even started licensing them already. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so, so the issue is more who's going to score the thing, um, and you know, I'll go on record in saying I wasn't real thrilled with his picks for Volume Two. I didn't think they were nearly as um, clever 
or yeah, we discussed that in the yeah. podcast on that. So I think there's room for improvement. Maybe who knows? I mean, I don't even know how they're going to do vo- where they're getting the music from because you've only got two uh, two cassettes or whatever the second thing oh, was. No, remember he gets mini a, disc. Um, the no, mini. no, he gets a um, a zoom. A zoom. Oh, a zoom. That's right, which holds a ton <laughs> of music. So I guess they're going to keep using that. But yeah. So who do you guys? I I, I mean, I hope. I like Tyler Bates' score, uh, especially for the first one. Um, do you think he comes back? Why I not? think so. Even if they change so. with a change of directors, you think he'll stay? They tend not I, to do that. Well, the the catch would be: Does Tyler Bates take a stand here and say, "If James Gunn's not doing this, I'm out"? Mm, it's a good point. Maybe he will. Um, Maybe he didn't will. Tom Holkenberg do that with? Um, what was the film? Was it Justice Woman? League? Justice League? Yeah. Stephen Price I, did that with Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah, maybe he, okay. maybe he, yeah, it did turn out okay. Uh, maybe he will. Um, if Taika Waititi comes on, I can see Mark Mothersbaugh, which I wouldn't frown at that. That would be a great choice. I would be totally okay with it. He's already worked in the Galactic yeah. MCU, so it, it makes it makes sense. I mean, if if we're gonna get someone other than um, Gun, I, I like Taika Waititi. I, I know tonally he can be in that same range, if not even more quirky. Um, but I, I w- that would make me feel better um, because I got a weird feeling that we might see this name of. Ron Howard <laughs> floating to the top. <laughs> Come on. I like Ron Howard. I like him too. That don't have nothing to do with this though. <laughs> I, I don't think it's his it's kind of film. It's floating to the top. Oh, Ronnie boy. Someone's going to find a dirty twin on Ron Howard's timeline now. <laughs> if that's all we've got to do to have our way and get the directors we want, I'm going to be digging through some tweets myself. That's going to wrap up episode 112, our Soundcast 6, Volume 9, which is our Comic-Con edition. We'd love to hear what you think about the five trailers we talked about today and the potential uh, scores for those films. And also, what do you think about this James Gunn situation? What do you think um, will happen to the music? Anything? Will it be fine? Who do you think the director might become? And who you think his composer might be. We'd like to know your thoughts on all of these wonderful things. And if you would like to share them, send it to soundcast at tracksounds.com. Leave us a voicemail on our SpeakPipe widget or hit us up on Twitter at Audio Soundcast or at TrackSounds. Or hit us up on Facebook. Kristen Romanelli, how can people find and follow you on the internets? The easiest way to find me is on Twitter at KB for now. That's K-B-F-O-R-N-O-W. Don't dig too far into my timeline because you never know what you'll find, apparently. (laughs) Film Score Monthly Online is at fsmonlinemag.com. Also on Twitter at fsmonlinemag. We have a new issue out. The July issue just came out. We have Ant-Man and the Wasp, an article about Christoph Beck on the cover. We discuss his time in Malaga, uh, where he uh, 
did a Buffy the Vampire Slayer suite. We discuss Ant-Man and the Wasp, naturally. And we discuss his CSAC scores awesome. uh, initiative. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's a really good issue. We also have Steve Jablonski. We have Lisa Gerard. We have some Golden Age stuff. We have our James Newton Howard Byers guide. Go check it out. Awesome. I did like your uh, subtitle for the Lisa Gerard Piece. The original Moaning Lisa. The, yes. <laughs> Perfect. We, we, we had a big email discussion about whether or not that would be offensive. <laughs> I'm going to well, in this post day that and on age, Twitter and know. see what happens to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we'll get more subscribers. You probably will. You probably will. <laughs> um, parenthetically, Dane, how can people find and follow you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at @maestrodane, and you can look me up on YouTube, Dane Walker Music. That's all one word. Um, and those are the places to find me. And uh, if you go back in my Twitter feed, all you'll see is my kids who are younger than. Me. Oh, okay. <laughs> so well, you should be all right. Yeah. You have a SoundCloud too, right? I do have a SoundCloud, which is also Dane Walker Music. I think. I think. But you can just search me as Dane Walker on SoundCloud. Thank you for bringing that up. I forget my SoundCloud exists. Very good. And if you want to find or follow me personally, you can do so at C. Coleman. Dane and Kristen, thanks for joining me for this uh, episode. It was a great discussion on all this stuff. Thank you. uh, Thank you all for listening. And until our next episode, we want to say, may the notes be with you. All right. Today, so much. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> God damn it, Dan. <laughs> uh, is it? Is it actually episode 112? Um, okay, I'm, I'm going to do that again. I'm 99% <laughs> sure, but it, because you just cast doubt into my mind. I know. So I'm going to look. Yes, it is. I've become so suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> and with good reason. But it's correct. Okay. And this is episode 112. The sound... Oh, there Um, should be... What? Should there be like an of or... The soundcast six volume nine. Okay. Now look who's picking on that whole sentence. Now you're doubting things that are (laughs) undoubtable. Okay, 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 okay. I got this. (laughs) Wait, hold on. I'm looking now. You've just caused all kinds of problems in my brain. Yes, it is is volume nine. All right. And this is episode 100. (laughs) I'm going to read it in a second. (laughs) And this is episode 112. I'm Aquaman, fool, I'm Aquaman. My wife is white, but Aqualad's black. Still waiting on Mira to explain that fact. <laughs>